Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Pickles and Vodka, the unfiltered mental health podcast dedicated to the things no one wants to talk about in real life. I'm Christina, your host, and surprise, I'm back in Virginia with my family, and before I tell you why I'm here, I want to introduce my surprise guest, my sister sister Caroline is here with me recording this intro. Y'all thought y'all were done with me. I am back. We're never done with you. Mm -mm. It's Um, not over till it's over. Caroline uh, was a guest way back uh, in episode six, I think it was. The episode we shall not mention. No, I love that episode. I listen to it sometimes. I think at I just night don't when like. I'm sad. Yeah, I thought that was really nice. I think I just don't like hearing my voice. Girl, same. And we brushed on some heavy topics, which yeah. I'm glad we talked about. So yeah, our episode was no all regrets. about um, family. Yeah. And um, we talked about some of the issues that we had with our family growing up, and it's uh, it's really good. But it was good. She's here now because I wanted to do a whole episode with her, but she. Wasn't really I was like, what am it. I qualified to talk about? And so I was like, okay, introduce the intro with me at least. Yes. So here yeah. I am. Yes. <laughs> um, so the reason that I am here in Virginia is because I got laid off from my job. Um, I, I know I, I kind of say that in a lighthearted way, but um, it's been kind of rough on me. I'm sure there are people who can relate to that too. Well, yeah. So I, I work in the events industry and we have been losing a lot of business because of the virus. Yeah, you know, in Seattle, it's like one of the hot spots of in the mm-hmm. nation for coronavirus. So, um, we laid off almost all of our staff, and it was really hard. But yeah, yeah um, luckily it's uh, a temporary layoff. They said I should be able to go back at the end of April, and I'm I'm getting unemployment benefits in the meantime. So it's a little rough, but um, I'm surviving. And I'm just kind of using this as an opportunity to focus on my health, physically and mentally, in a, mm-hmm. in a structured, safe environment with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really grateful for you guys. Aww. And I have just loved being here with all my siblings and enjoying the sunshine, for one thing. Oh my gosh, we have been having sunshine, yeah. which is kind of unusual these days. So you yeah. came at a good time. Yeah. So, um... How, how have you been doing since the visitors yeah. last heard from you? Okay, well, I had a headache and I felt kind of feverish today and I was really scared. I mean, I was like, if I have it, I have it. But I live with a lot of people and... You work with old people, right? Oh, yeah. I was ready to be like, nope. Not coming <laughs> in come work. in. <laughs> but I feel fine now and I never had a cough or any throat thing. Um, I'll still play it safe. Well, you know but... you can have it without having symptoms. Right, but you wouldn't have symptoms and then not have them. Like, I don't know. I don't know can, what I'm talking about. It has an incubation period of, I think, two weeks, though. But anyway, I thought I was in the thick of it or something, and then I was fine. And it wasn't... But I didn't how, even end up having a fever. But how have you been since we recorded our podcast episode a year ago? Was that really a year ago? Yeah, dude. It was like... It, it was, was over a year ago. We recorded in January. I can't believe you've been in Seattle that long. I know. Um... Well, okay, so life updates. Ooh, I guess I was living in Charlotte, and so I'm living here in Virginia with the fam, which hasn't been bad, and I'm really grateful, obviously, but I am single, which... Ready to mingle. Life is good. That's right. I'm really happy, though. Um, I love being single. Honestly, yeah. I downloaded Bumble the other day again, because I keep getting it and deleting it, and I just realized... No matter how great they seemed, how good looking, how whatever, I had no interest. And yeah. I think I'm just going to be single right now. <laughs> like, well, no, is that's that... not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, I just love working on myself right now, and it's great. I think I needed to do that all along. Yeah, since we recorded, I, f- I feel yeah. like you have really come into your own in a lot of ways and kind of Hell settled yeah. into a new routine that is really healthy for you. Yeah, I'm just focusing on my life, as cliche as that sounds, like focusing on me and staying in my lane, but really thinking if if I never have anybody else who influences my life in a big way, a relationship would, would I be happy with how it turned out and where it got me? Mm-hmm. And I was always thinking, oh, I'll end up with someone and their plans will become my plans. And <laughs> it was really stupid. Well, um, okay. We all learn that at some point, I think. Yeah, we but, all learn when we're young. Yeah, life's really good. I'm getting involved with a lot more things, still doing the gym and working full time. How's your mental health been? Really good. 
Yeah. Really solid. Yeah. I haven't had many bad days. And sometimes it is healthy to experience the loss of the breakup I did have or the uncertainty of where my life's going right now. I think it's all pretty normal, but totally. And I think I'm equipped to deal with it without mm -hmm. it ruining my day. The last episode that I released was all about being stuck in life. Mm. And I don't see you as stuck at all. Like I know the other day you were telling me you felt kind of stuck or like you're in a weird transition to airy transition. Yeah, I'm here. You know, I'm almost 25. I live at home and I just... You are so not alone, though. I know. And you're <laughs> Every actually... time I say that, so many people chime in and say, hey, I am I was in the same situation. <gasps> Talk about your fitness Instagram. Yeah. Well, I have a passion for fitness, and it's improved my life so much that I enjoy sharing, and... For those who don't know, um, Caroline used to have an eating disorder, and yeah, um, you of... have a great relationship with your body now, and one of the ways that you've achieved that is through fitness, which I think oh, yeah. is amazing. Yeah. So how can people find you? Well, it's Sweat Caroline, <laughs> spelled spelled like sweet, but then with two A's, so that's so, how you find me on the So at S-W-E-A-A-T. E-E-A-A. E-E-A-A-T. C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E. But yeah, that's a little passion of mine, and I want to become certified. You just to... got your sponsor first sponsorship, didn't you? Yeah. The more followers you get, some people will send you free stuff so that you can rep them. And if it's a brand I believe in, then I'll be happy to jump on board, because who wouldn't want free stuff? I know. So that's actually really cool to see that come into place, because it shows that maybe I'm having an effect on some people if yeah. I have a bigger reach. I mean, it's inspiring. Not only do mm. you... I think what sets you apart is that your your captions. Yes. Like, I do kind of get into the little vandy part of, you know, like, oh, my ass looks really good right now. <laughs> Hell yeah, your ass looks good. You <laughs> no, share that shit. But that's not what it's supposed to be about. It may gain people's attention, but I really hope people read my captions about, you know, how I got here... You know, I try to emphasize mental health before physical health because you really need one before the other. Um, Come in. We're doing a podcast. We're just going to be like five minutes. Do you want to say hi? Hi, everyone. This is my dad. Good to see you all. Figuratively speaking. (laughs) None of us see any of each other. Uh, We're recording in his office. Um, yeah. Bye. Right. Um, that was fun. Um, but yeah, um, it really helped me get through so much that I hope, you know, if anyone else sees it and is inspired to gain some muscle or eat more or just love themselves no matter what shape they're in, um, cause I've gone through a lot of different shapes. <laughs> just radiate self-confidence in everything you post. And Aww. yeah, like you said, you know, you feel like your weight has fluctuated a lot since you started the account, but yeah. throughout it all, you've just been so confident and positive and inspiring. Thanks. And yeah, go follow her at S-W-E-E-A-A-T Caroline. Thank you. On Instagram. Oh, appreciate that. Yeah. Um, speaking of positivity, I'm really excited for you guys to hear this week's guest, she runs a very popular eating disorder meme account that you may or may not have heard of. So I can't wait to hear this one. Oh, yeah. I'm so um, excited for The it. thing that sets her apart is she's 16. She's the youngest guest I've ever had on the podcast. That's um, amazing. But she, she has so much insight for someone her age. Like, she has a lot of great things to say, and um, I'm really excited for you guys to hear. Me too. Caroline, thanks for letting me drag you in here. And, oh, uh, man. This is like a it's podcast really within a podcast. I know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Mini I series. Just, I just wanted you guys to <laughs> hear do, do, from do. her because it has been over a year. And I've aged I've, I've like fine of... wine. You're 25. <laughs> Get out of here. It's been a whole year. <laughs> All no, right, guys. Both... Yeah. Um, I'm the head out. All right, girl. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. Go bye. sleep and recover. Clean my room. I'm going to sanitize that chair when you're gone. Oh my gosh, yeah. All right, I'm just going to jump right into the episode. I hope you guys enjoy. As always, if you want to be a guest or say hi, you can DM me on Instagram or you can email Pickles... (laughs) You can email Pickles and... (laughs) I'm still here. Picklesandvodkapodcast at gmail.com. All right, bye.
Here's the episode. Thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. I know the time difference between us is insane because you're in China, right? Yeah, yeah, very far away. And I'm in Virginia right now. So right now it's 10 p.m. for you what t- or for me. What time is it for you? Oh, it's 10 a.m. actually, oh which is God. pretty fun. So we're like 12 hours apart. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Wow. <laughs> you're, yeah, I think you're the first um, Chinese guest I've ever had. Or, you know, yeah, Asian I guest. Yeah, see a lot of- Chinese people on social media, especially ones who speak English. Yeah. Well, so um, before we get into our topic, uh, which I'm super excited about, do you want to just tell the listeners a little bit of backstory about you? Yeah, sure. Um, You can call me Kara. It's not my real name, but I just, because nobody really knows about my struggles or eating disorders, I just prefer to stay anonymous in a sense. Um, So I'm 16. I'm still a student. And um, I started my whole meme account thing by accident because it was first an account intended to be like my personal journal kind of for my eating disorder when I was at my worst. I would record my weight and my thoughts and just vent if I was angry. And it was pretty much a really negative space because all my negative emotions that I couldn't share in real life, I just kind of put it all in there. Well, yeah, when and you then, when you think about, like, having an uh, eating disorder, like, Instagram account, you, your mind automatically goes to the negative. Yeah, it was pretty bad, and, like, I would post, like, intake, like, the numbers were just kind of really triggering, they're pretty low at times. So, um, I had this friend, internet friend, who's had her own struggles with eating disorders, I'm so grateful for her, like, um, so she saw my posts a lot, and she just got really worried, like, one time she actually like just started crying and then video calling me and telling me she was worried about me. And then that was kind of when I realized that I needed to kind of stop with all this negativity because it wasn't making me feel any better. Yeah. So I've always been like a really big fan of memes. I think humor is really great for as like just to make someone feel better. So I started posting memes without the intention of growing an account or anything. It was just because... I couldn't just post eating disorder memes on my main account because yeah. people would be just really worried. Like, what is wrong with you? Exactly. Yeah, so I just, the memes I liked, I just posted on that account and then pretty, and then people started following me pretty soon. When I got kind of like, I guess, around a thousand followers, I kind of realized that there were people who were just watching my posts every day. They were commenting things like they felt so much less alone. They felt like they could relate to the memes and they felt like, just they felt a lot better with my account and then that was kind of when I wanted to change a little bit to more than just like dark humor but also as a way to spread positivity and help people encourage people to recover and just help people because we all feel so alone at the same time which is really ironic yeah I mean and I want to talk more about your Instagram account later um but first like how long have you had an eating disorder like how old were you when it first started I would say um well because I have my mom is like a very how should I say this she is really into healthy eating and she's always been trying to lose weight since she gave birth to my brother and I as long as I can remember and then I kind of got swept up in that so I would say like maybe one or two years earlier I've already been kind of developing like just obsessive healthy eating I guess like I would I remember one time I brought like my own lunch to school and then it was just like mainly lettuce and like cherry tomatoes and cucumbers and then my friends made fun of me they said I like to eat lettuce wrapped in lettuce and then they just thought I was really weird yeah like but then back then yeah back then it wasn't that bad but then until last summer um my family and I we went on a trip to the Maldives and because at the Maldives like um we had this whole package thing where all three meals in the day were included and you it was pretty much a buffet you could get whatever you wanted so I was really happy there I ate like all my favorite foods like pizza pasta every day and then I didn't really care about my weight at all that much until when I went back home to my home country and met my best friend she's like one of those what we would call naturally skinny girls I guess is this the girl that was crying earlier when she saw your posts or is this a good oh no it's it's a different girl. Okay. It's like a childhood best friend. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, so I went for a sleepover at her place, and then I didn't feel that much about my weight, but then I don't know why, just the next morning, I suddenly thought, oh, I haven't weighed myself for quite a while. And then she said she had a scale, so I went and weighed myself and found myself at, like, my highest weight that I could remember. And then she also went on and weighed herself, and I found out, because we're, like, similar heights, yeah. but she was 10 kilograms lighter than me. Damn. And then... 
it was just really unintentional. And she, I know she didn't mean to trigger any of this, but I think that's kind of when it started. Yeah. It just, I did, my eating habits got a lot worse. And then, and then when I got back home, I just started eating a lot less and just exercising a lot every day. And it was just, things just kind of went downhill from there. I have so much I want to ask you about. Um, no problem. First yeah. thing is, um, I think it's interesting um, how young you are, because I mean, I think you're the youngest person I've had on the podcast. And I mean, you're the age most of us were when we, you know, our eating disorders started, you know, it's it's pretty common, unfortunately. But I know, like, the cultural and tech, um, technological landscape changes a lot very fast. And so I'm really curious to hear about, like, your experiences with an eating disorder, like, in this day and age, you know? I sound like a fucking granny when I say it like that. (laughs) But, um, and I mean, I know, and the second thing I wanted to tie that into was, like, your meme account. Like, how did you start finding yourself drawn into that world? You know, is it related to your age? Like, I don't know. Because I know when I was your age and I had an eating disorder, I wasn't looking at memes at all. I don't think mental health memes were really as much of a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, I guess, social media has gotten a lot more popular and accessible over the last couple of years. I think that's just really important. That's just a huge change. Yeah. Um, And then, I guess, there's so many sides to social media. Like, it's just... I know a lot of people hate on it. They say like, oh, teenagers nowadays, they waste all their time browsing Instagram, looking at, I don't know, pictures of the Kardashians when they could be doing something like so much more productive or whatever. (laughs) But (laughs) I personally think that it could be used, if you use it, like I sound like a whole parent, but like if you use it the correct way, you could actually achieve something or it could actually help you or you could help others. Totally. And Maybe, like, a lot of people, like, relate eating disorders. Maybe there's a relationship between, like, social media, which is perpetuating body types, which is making other people feel bad about themselves, thus leading to more eating disorders. And then also with social media now, for example, you have those pro-eating disorder sites that could also trigger people. But there's also just so many sides to it. Um, Yeah, well, the thing is, that negative stuff like that toxicity, it's always going to be out there. Like you can't, there's always been toxic content, you know, even before social media existed. Yeah, you true. Know? And maybe it's more accessible now, but I feel like if you block it on one channel, they're going to find a different way, you know? Yeah, that's just pretty sad, actually. I know. <laughs> I promise this is a positive podcast. <laughs> I mean, even like a podcast like yours, it's just something that's like recently a appeared I guess it wouldn't be possible without all the technology and all the medias yeah so how did you first start you know finding out about this mental health side of the internet actually it was on twitter because you know like now social media they have algorithms that only show you content that you would like yeah and then I was kind of on this well this one side of twitter caught hf which is like high fashion twitter which is just kind of like aesthetics and models and all I would say it's kind of like a cousin eating disorder Mm. twitter is like its cousin and then i just kind of accidentally stumbled into it and then discovered a whole community where people could like just felt really alone they would vent and all and then i guess that kind of helped me realize that there were probably different sides to social medias all on all different platforms instagram whatever like reddit too for memes that's a popular one I discovered Reddit super late in life. I was 25. (laughs) My boyfriend got me into it. And I thought it was this thing that like only, you know, 30 something men did. Yeah. (laughs) And my mind was blown like hot take. If you can think of a community, it's on there. (laughs) Yeah. Especially the ED anonymous one. That one is so good. Yes. So when did you start creating your memes? Or, or do you create them? Like, what's your process? I create some and then others I find off Twitter or Reddit or something. Like, I try to stay explicitly that if it's not my content, if I don't say, oh, it's made by me, then I took it off the internet. So I think like 90% of my memes I post are from the internet. And I make some of them when I suddenly feel inspired. And they're, um, they're so funny. Like, whether or not you have an eating disorder, I think it's it's just really funny. And um, I don't know. I mean, I've shown some of it to people in my life who don't have eating disorders. And, you know, it helps give them some perspective. But, yeah, there's so many mental health memes out there 
right now. Like everyone I know posts them, like whether they have been diagnosed with mental illnesses or not. And I mean, that's another thing that we can talk about. But so when you first discovered this community online, like, did you find that to be mostly people your age or did you find like what what kind of demographic did you find was most common? I've seen some people as young as 13 or 14, which is really sad. But then it kind of goes from there up to maybe 20 something. And there are also a couple of like adults. But then I think most common is just teenagers, teenage girls, actually. Pretty common. So the the stereotype. Yeah, the stereotype. The thing that I really wanted to talk to you about was mental health and humor. I mean, particularly memes, because that's just the form that humor takes these days. (laughs) But yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Because I know you said that it helps you out a lot. And I mean, I've found the same to be true for me. Um, When I was at my worst, you know, I found great comfort in mental health memes and those communities. But, you know, you also said that it can be toxic at times and you can kind of find yourself stuck in that cycle of negativity. Um, The way I describe it sometimes is like an echo chamber. It's just like everyone constantly saying the same negative things and it kind of gets well toxic yeah that's true i don't know what, what are your thoughts on on all that i personally think that it really does depend on the content because like, i'm also a literature student and we've already studied many times that humor is a great way to connect people like technically for the memes as long as you understand english and memes mostly have images as well, it's easy to relate. And especially for things like mental health, which are really difficult to discuss with people in real life, I think memes, you can just kind of look at them and then you realize that other people feel the same way because personally, I find that memes are a good way to express like emotions that are hard to put into words or something through humor. But yeah, I think memes connect people and then like if you can laugh at something, I think you see something that's funny and then you laugh about it and then you can you kind of realize that while you're you find this one post funny, maybe other people around the world also find it funny as well and then you just kind of realize that you're not that alone. Like I've talked to a lot of people and I realized that like a lot of the times their struggle is that they feel alone in this eating disorder and they just want someone to talk to, even if it's a stranger on the internet because it just feels so isolating sometimes. Totally. Well, yeah, and there's also that feeling of sharing a meme like that in real life, and then someone likes it that you would never have expected. Has that ever happened to you? I mean, oh, I don't um, know. Usually, just in China, like I think there's a lot of still like stigma about, around like weight loss, and you know, a lot of people are just don't have healthy eating habits, and then it's kind of hard to joke about weight loss here because there's really a lot of skinny people who kind of. Well, I wouldn't say starve themselves, but it's just not really healthy. And I can't really joke about it because, I don't know, it's just kind of hard to talk about mental health here. So I don't really post things. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because obviously, you know, I'm not Chinese. I've never been to China. And I, I would say the majority of the listeners to this podcast, you know, don't really have that perspective either. Um, so I'm really curious about that. And I remember what I was going to ask you earlier. I was going to ask if you had told anyone in real life about your eating disorder and what that was like. Okay, I'm going to answer the second one first. It's quicker. I haven't told anyone and I don't really intend to because that links back to China, especially my parents. Like, as far as I know, mental health isn't really a big issue here. Like, you don't really see people talking about it as much as maybe foreign countries do as as much as I've seen on the internet anyway. Like, here... When you talk to someone about like a mental health or like a like a mental disorder, they just immediately think you're like borderline crazy mm. and you don't really talk about it that much. And here in China, there's practically no support system that I know of. Like with mental disorders, it's probably all like people still kind of are in that old fashioned like thought where they think it's just old people with like I don't know, with their brains kind of get slower and then they kind of develop these weird disorders and there's nothing like depression, anxiety or eating disorders. Like, I don't really hear them talked about much on the Internet at all. Yeah, I mean, but it happens. Obviously, you know, people get depressed, people commit suicide. Like, what's that like? Like, what are people's reactions to that? Those sort of things over there? Um, Strangely, it's not often on the news or we don't really hear much about it. I mean, I think between students, we do talk about it, but then there are still like some like very, I guess, old fashioned Chinese people who would 
it's kind of like take my parents for for example like if you talk to them about depression or anxiety or any other mental illness they're kind of stuck in that mindset of oh those things happen but they would never happen to anyone i know it's kind of like gotcha. far away it's not gonna it's not close to us at all i mean i know like the coronavirus stuff is so big over there right now and like it's in, in america you know it was kind of like that with the coronavirus here. Like, everyone was like, oh, it's happening overseas, but it'll never happen here. And then uh, all yeah. of a sudden it got, it blew up in Seattle. And of course, everyone's freaking out. And it's like, what did you think would happen? You know, like. Yeah, the virus. I'm sure you have a lot of experience with that because you're like right in the thick of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. School's been out for a while. And I guess, I don't know, maybe it's a good thing because I haven't like haven't gone out and then I've just kind of been with my family all the time but it's still it's just that this whole thing is happening honestly yeah for sure are, are you close to your family yeah I would say pretty close there was some hesitation yeah, there. My, <laughs> yeah I'm just thinking because um my my dad works from home like they're pretty much home all the time too and then I have a little brother kind of annoying at times but still I love him so I think we have a pretty good relationship for a family which I'm really lucky so they don't know about your eating disorder either no like I they would probably not treat me seriously if I told them and I don't really want to risk they haven't that noti- they haven't noticed any of the behaviors or mentioned it well because like my mom's also trying to lose weight so she kind of um they know that I'm kind of trying to lose weight at times but then like, I just kind of copy my mom, and then because my mom's kind of, like, the authority in the house, like, nobody really says anything about it if I do what she does, but then, again, my, my little brother, because I don't know why he does this, he's just, he just needs everything to be equal, so before we used to fight about who got more food, and then, like, it wasn't fair or something, but then now, when I'm trying to get less food, he gets mad at me, and then he just says, like, why do you want less food, or um, I also want less food, and that just kind of makes he just we just start fighting and then my family just gets angry so then we do have pretty um arguments about that pretty often but again I don't think yeah he makes everything a competition so if I try to eat less he'll try to eat less and then my parents don't want him to eat less because he's still growing he's a kid so and then that just kind of makes yeah my parents sometimes they get mad if I try to like avoid food too much or something so that's kind of difficult at times kind of sending mixed messages there does yeah. your mom um, ever, like, reward your restrictive behavior? Sometimes she does congratulate me, like, oh, you look like you've lost weight. That's kind of it. Yeah, that's And then rough. she kind of guilts me into exercising sometimes, too. But it's all unintentional, again, which is just really sad. Yeah. And you said that's pretty common in Chinese culture, or is it mostly your family or your mom? You mean, like, for, like, encouraging weight loss? And yeah. All? You know, um, restriction, encouraging weight loss. I don't know. I think... Especially, like, I don't know if you use TikTok, but then I've seen a lot of TikTok videos all over the internet of skinny Chinese girls. And I think that's pretty common here. And then I have a lot of people, like, I know are also, like, the very the stereotypical skinny Chinese girl. And then a lot of people, like, I guess skipping meals, restricting is kind of normalized, especially amongst teenagers. Hmm. Do you think it's I guess always there's... been like that, or is that, like, a recent thing? Um, like... I think... I actually don't know because, like, at one point in Chinese history, being being overweight or so-called fat is actually considered beautiful because it shows that you're healthy and nutritious and all. But then I think now, like, the beauty standards here are just really extremely skinny, and yeah. I guess that's what everyone here aspires to. Well, I know that's, like, the Western stereotype of an Asian woman, you know, is, like, super tiny, skinny, effortlessly. Yeah. So, and I, I can see how that would hurt people who struggle with body image again there isn't much mental health awareness here so maybe some people are just struggling with an eating disorder without even realizing it's an eating disorder well yeah i mean you started your meme account which you know we'll talk about more but you started that and it got hugely popular do do you find that there are um there are asian followers like have you been contacted by anyone or do people do you people know you're in china yeah i try to try to make it known because i don't really I guess I don't know why I like to just keep reminding people that I'm in China because I guess I want to break the stereotype of the well, exactly. um, white girl anorexic, I guess. I just yeah. kind of want to get rid of that. 
I guess um, that's what I was asking. But, like, have you found people reaching out and saying, hey, I can relate? Yeah, there are some Asians, like, from, like, areas in Asia as well that I've talked to, or, like, other people of different races. Like, I've had the opportunity to speak to, like, all different types of people, which is really amazing, like, all sexualities, all ages, and all races from all over the world. And it's just kind of, this, this eating disorders happen everywhere, but then there isn't much awareness about anything because there is such a strong stereotype of the skinny white girl totally. or something. Do you even have therapists in China? <laughs> I don't know. I think they're more for old people, <laughs> especially not English speaking ones because English is still my, my preferred language. Like I had a friend who went to therapy because her parents insisted even though she was pretty much fine and then she said it was pretty much useless because the therapist just wasn't really, I guess, qualified according yeah. to her. Interesting. So so no one in real life knows about your eating disorder? No one. Do you have any, like, close friends that have maybe brought it up or anything like that? Um, like, I have a couple of close friends who kind of intermittent fast or something, but then... Oh, yeah. I Don't think... get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an excuse. But, yeah, um... No, I don't think anyone really worries or anything, or they really notice. I don't think people notice that much about other people anymore, unless they're doing something really extreme. And I, but I personally try really hard to just hide it. So yeah. Do you ever wish that you could talk about it in real life, or has your online activity kind of satisfied that? I think online is has pretty much satisfied me. It's just so much easier online than in real life because. Like, in real life, you have to face the issue of, like, oh, you don't look like you have an eating disorder or something. And yeah. then there's just no way of knowing. And then because this online community is people who feel the same, but then in real life, it's people who probably most likely don't understand. And it'd be really hard to talk to them about it. It's also hard for them to understand if it's never talked about, you know? Like, in my experience, yeah. I mean, I'm, like, 10 years older than you, so I'm only just <laughs> now starting to try to talk about it more in real life. And it's hard, but a lot of people have surprised me, you know, in how empathetic they are, or some people even have had similar experiences that I would have never guessed in a million years. And, you know, granted, I have the privilege of living here where it is more commonly talked about. It's not as much of a stigma. Um, I bet it's even more difficult over there, like you said. But, I mean, would you like to eventually work up to that point, or... Definitely. It sounds really nice, too, the way you put it, like just to have some support that's actually there for you in real life. That'd be really nice. It it should happen eventually. I hope it will happen eventually. Are there any resources or groups over there that are trying to destigmatize mental health? Well, I personally don't really use like Chinese social medias, um, so I'm not sure. But I think there are some support groups in like Hong Kong, which is where I'm from. But I don't live there. Okay. But I don't really know much about in like mainland China because I don't really go on like their social medias or their groups or anything. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe that would be something that would be cool to research. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's hard enough to find support here. Like, I can't even imagine being in a country where it's not talked about or at all. Mm. So that's definitely difficult. But I'm really glad that you've been able to find a community online. Um, How is that going these days? Like, after this started, like, I've also made a new other account, like, just, just completely focused on, like, positivity and recovery. And then I've also been able to speak to people on there. And I just think... Like, I mean, I never started the meme account to, like, gain followers or gain fame or whatever. I literally just started to share jokes to make people feel less alone. But then now that I have this sort of audience here of, like, a certain amount of people, I feel like I've also been able... Yeah, I have a voice, exactly. I can actually, like, say something. I could make a difference. I could possibly save someone's life if I managed to maybe encourage them in recovery or help them get better. Like, I could possibly actually help people, and I just... That realization is just, it's pretty important, I guess. you could totally. I could actually make a difference, which is kind of incredible. How do you feel about that? Um, do you feel a lot of pressure? Or are you excited? I'm excited, and I'm honestly just really grateful. Like, I didn't really expect this to happen. A couple of days ago, I posted this, like, these stories by this um, Instagrammer who's recovered. And then, like, she talks about her eating disorder a lot. And then she said some positive things like loving yourself or, like, not restricting calories because it's not good for you, etc. Uh-huh. Um, and then I posted it. And then, but then some people just responded telling me that they didn't want to see that kind of 
overwhelmingly pro-recovery positive stuff. They said it looked like Thinspo because she was at the body they wanted or um, uh, they just I mean, didn't like what she said. They thought it was like bullshit or something. And then I mean, to each his own, like, I guess. But so there is some pressure because I don't want to accidentally offend anyone or kind of do the opposite of encouraging recovery or accidentally post something triggering and make someone engage in like bad behaviors because it's just the opposite of what I want. So there is that pressure. Well, yeah, but also you're, I mean, especially the more followers you gain, you know, you're always going to offend somebody, you know, yeah, you're not going to be able true. to please everybody. Um, but yeah, I totally get what you mean. Like it's upsetting to get those kind of comments and especially when your intentions are nothing but good. Yeah, sometimes pretty much everyone I've spoken to is just really kind. And then they're just like practically like friends already. It's just really nice. So you just started this new account. Can you um, tell me more about that? I know you started. Um, yeah, so that account is, its handle is like at Posi Recovering, which is like positive recovering. And then on there, my DMs are open. And then some people have spoken to me. Like there is this um, one user who's like, who kind of constantly DMs me updates on her life. And then it's that account I kind of post like, for example, I recently just posted a recovery story by someone who DM'd it to me. And then I also post some, I guess, positive kind of encouraging quotes because like what I imagine is that because a lot of people follow a lot of different accounts on their Instagram, for example. And then if you're in a bad mood and scrolling and you suddenly come across this one one post on that account, maybe that's like a little bit more positive. It could actually make a difference in your mood and make you feel better. Yeah. Like that's kind of what I hope to happen on that account. I mean, if you're in recovery or you want to be in recovery it's it's a beautiful account it is brand new like but i i loved all your posts so far like because i think i couldn't really do that until i had this well this meme account like it kind of grew so it kind of encouraged me and i kind of realized it was possible because like i kind of have this secure audience of people struggling with eating disorders and then and then through that account i can kind of promote the recovery account because otherwise if i just started a recovery account without (laughs) any other link it just be really random and nobody well yeah really... you you have to have a following yeah. first and you have to gain their trust and it sounds like you've done a really great job of of doing that yeah it sounds now it sounds like i'm exploiting them but i just no, i just really want you're just being recover, hey I, I work in marketing <laughs> and you're a oh. great marketer <laughs> marketing is one of those fields that it sounds like you're taking advantage of people but if you really care about the thing that you're marketing it, you can you can do people a favor you know Oh, you can okay. you can benefit yeah, a lot true. of people, and I think that's what you're doing with you know both accounts, really. I mean, mm-hmm. I think humor is just as healing as positive quotes sometimes. Um, yeah, sometimes we need a mixture of both. It can't just be one. <laughs> oh, totally. I agree. I was curious to see what people think about mental health memes in general, so I posted a, a poll on my story a while back asking if people were for them or against them, and uh, the majority of people love them. They, oh, really? They were like, yeah, they make me feel less alone. Uh, comedy is the best medicine. All this stuff. <sighs> um, you know, one person said, sometimes I like them. Sometimes they're too minimizing. But I don't know. I mean, have you found the feedback to be mostly positive? Or like like those people that message you about the recovery thing? Have you found that there's some people that don't like it? Well, it's pretty much all positive. But then sometimes I still get some comments. Like, for example, if there's a meme about a certain behavior, they might say, oh, I don't, I don't do that. Or I don't feel the same. Or I never really tried that. It could kind of invalidate some people. I guess, in a way, because it's still, memes can't all be general. They could be really narrow and focus on one specific thing. So, for example, there's, like, a meme about, like, purging or something, which is something I can't do and I don't intend to. And, for example, I could not relate, and maybe that or someone else could also possibly feel like, oh, I don't do that. Does that mean I don't have an eating disorder? Does that mean I'm just faking it? Does that mean I'm not valid? Because that seems to be a thought that occurs in a lot of people as well. I, I totally get that. It's like, I, I do purge and I find those relatable, but then, you know, there's other ones about, like, fasting that I can't relate to. But I recognize yeah. that it's all different brands of the same sort of, like, crazy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. We can, all, we can all relate to the struggle. I, I don't yeah. know. It's comforting in a way. Um, I guess you said you don't use Chinese social media, but have you known people like in real life that post mental health memes and like abuse it like people that aren't mentally ill but they post the mental health memes almost in like a a minimizing way oh i guess 
I'm trying to think of an example. Like when people post the memes about like killing themselves, for instance, that's a really popular one. Uh, uh, like, you know, I have a big test tomorrow that I didn't study for KMS. Oh, uh, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Well, I think that does happen sometimes, but then it's more like depression memes or like yeah. anxiety memes. But then I guess sometimes they post it, but you can't really tell if they're serious or if they're joking because you're not like talking to them face to face and there's it's just really easy to have misunderstandings on social media. I guess sometimes it can seem like they're making fun of it or mocking it, but technically you never know. What if they're actually struggling and they just hide it really well? Yeah, and well, then that's... They're actually, they actually mean it. You were saying that at the very beginning of our conversation and how sometimes it can be really hard to talk about these things in conversation, but the humor can be a, a way of letting your feelings show you know it's a different way of communicating that's easier for some people and it's something everyone has in common no matter what your language is you know everyone makes jokes yeah everyone can as long as they understand they could probably laugh at something that's funny and it's just well also plus humor and laughter it's also really positive emotion which is i mean it's kind of ironic if you think oh something as negative as a mental disorder is like accompanied by something that's supposed to be funny kind of like sadistic dark humor but then yeah totally there's is. also kind of like a light side to it i guess you can laugh about something that's supposed to make you feel bad which kind of makes you feel better well and for me sense. i think when you are trapped in your head so often you feel like the world revolves around you and your disorder i think it can be healthy to kind of take a step back and see how it, it's how kind of silly it is and i say that yeah. not to minimize the experience but some of these things we do are kind of ridiculous, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's and true. It's, it's, sometimes it's good to take a step back and remind yourself that you're not the only one that deals with this. It's very common. And sometimes you just need to get out of your head and laugh a little bit. Yeah, exactly. That's really true. I think it's also a kind of distraction from just if you're feeling overwhelmed, it can just kind of make you feel like a lot better, I guess. Like it's just inject some... It's not as heavy as your emotions or how you're feeling right now because it's just a joke. Yeah, and feelings come and go. You know, so you might be feeling like you're really down, but sometimes you, you see a meme and you laugh a little bit and then you realize, oh, you know, things aren't that bad. It'll be okay. I still have yeah, my sense yeah. of humor. Sometimes There were times where <laughs> I, I felt so broken, but then I would see a meme and laugh and then I would feel better. Like, okay, I still have my sense of humor. I'm fine. <laughs> Yeah, I can still laugh. I'm okay. Exactly. How are you doing currently in in terms of your eating disorder? Um. Well, I would say I was kind of like just unintentionally recovering. Like, like I with my family, I've been kind of just doing what I want and just eating what I want and not really thinking too much about it and doing just adequate exercise every day. But then, I don't know. I think I'm kind of like on the borderline of a relapse, relapse, and I'm trying not to do it. But then, I don't know. Well, when you describe those uh, being recovered, quote unquote, you mentioned behaviors like eating normally, exercising, but recovery isn't just behaviors, as you know, it's your your head too. So like, do you feel like in your head, you're still kind of trapped in the eating disorder, like mindset? Yeah, I'm still kind of trapped, but I think it's definitely a lot better than before when it was just like, I can kind of do things now and I don't really think about food as often, which is kind of really great. Like I don't, I don't stress about calories most of the time. I could just kind of eat something like my mom cook, for example, and I don't really have to wonder like, oh, I wonder how many calories is in that or like how much I've eaten all day. Like it's gotten a lot better than before in terms of like just my thoughts. It's just been a lot more controlled and I can I feel kind of freed, I guess, because I can kind of do things without worrying too much about food, 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 which is yeah. what it was like. That must be amazing. <laughs> and it is possible. Like, it's good. It's a good reminder. And you said it just happened kind of accidentally. Yeah, everything kind of happened accidentally, honestly. Starting and then kind of where I am now. Yeah. Um, Which is, for example, if someone asks for, like, tips on, like, how to move towards that sort of mindset, I really don't know because it actually just happened. Well, I mean, do but- you think part of it is the community you've built for yourself and the support that you've received on there? Yeah, and also... I think some part of me, I guess, feels like if, because I, I kind of encourage recovery, I try to tell people that it's okay to eat what they want, they deserve happiness, and then technically if I didn't apply all any of that to myself, I'd sound like a hypocrite. So well, I think I kind of unconsciously try to do it as well. 
That's very mature of you to say. I know a lot of people, who, I mean, myself included, it's so easy to give people advice and tell people to love themselves and be gentle to themselves and then not apply that to yourself. It's much more difficult to apply to yourself, I think, than to give advice. Yeah. Um, looking forward, like, if you continue to move on with recovery, are, do you plan on continuing your meme account? Or what? how do you see yeah, that fitting in? Definitely. <laughs> I'm going to continue that as long as I can because, I don't know, just a lot of people have messaged me saying like, oh, I love your account so much. Like, I browse every day. It's so, your memes are so funny and I feel so much less alone. I just, well, it's kind of not really a responsibility, but I feel like I'm obligated to keep this going just to help other people because I feel like I'm making a difference sometimes. You totally are. I mean, there's a bunch of meme accounts out there. I mean, not as many eating disorder ones, but, you know, there's they're around. Yeah. But yours, you, you just have a very empathetic voice, and uh, you feel very approachable. I don't yeah, know. that's what I try, because it, a lot of times people are like, I just need a friend, I just want someone to talk to, and I just... It just... Personally, I feel like this kind of helps a lot more if you... If the person like following my meme account realizes that I'm another real person just like them. Yeah. And you're very open about yourself. I mean, I think that is the difference, like knowing that it is a real person with struggles. And I mean, the for the meme to be good and relatable, I think that's necessary. Like you have to have that struggle, you know, honestly, to post such relatable content, you know? Mm, yeah, I guess... I, starting this as well, I've kind of realized that a huge issue that often makes really people feel really negative is just they just feel so alone and isolated by a disorder. And then just knowing that, I guess, there's a real person out there, even if they're like a weird meme account that posts bad jokes and <laughs> sometimes talks too much. But then, you know, it's better than... I guess, personally, I feel like if I was like a follower from that perspective, I would feel much more comfortable knowing that it's a real person and I could talk to them anytime I wanted and like it's just I'm not the only person in this kind of really dark hole yeah for sure are you ever worried about people in real life finding out about it <laughs> definitely but I don't know I guess if they found it because I'm, I don't really post anything too like explicitly personal like I don't know, body checks or selfies or something. And I mostly try to stay positive. So if they find it, I don't know. I kind of imagine that it wouldn't be that bad because it's just memes after all. Everyone likes memes. Um, <laughs> exactly. <but laughs> as long as they understand that I'm struggling with this, I think most people would be able to accept it and, I, and they'd probably be willing to keep the secret. So I think it's okay. At what lengths do you go to keep it hidden from people in real life? I mean, like... I've kind of linked my personal account like I have sometimes I tag myself and then I tell people they can follow me or message me on my personal account if they ever need to but then I just like I don't follow the meme account on my personal or I don't follow myself on my meme account either like I have a lot of experience with people just stalking me on social media and judging me for everything I post and just really? checking who I follow with, who I don't follow and just, with your meme yeah. account or just like in well, real no, life? I like before, gotcha. like before in real life, it was weird. So I kind of just keep everything separate as much as I can. Yeah, social media can be a wild place. Yeah, definitely. Very wild. I mean, who knows? Like, you're so young, like by the time you're my age, who knows what kind of stuff they'll have? I That's don't know. True. I mean, like, I didn't have TikTok. <laughs> I, <laughs> I barely know what TikTok is, to be honest. Like, I have friends who use it and ha say how amazing it is, but I don't know. I'm, I'm truly revealing how old I am. Um. It's okay. I, I, I try installing TikTok many times, but my phone just won't let me see it. So maybe it's like a sign that I probably shouldn't use that app. Is it just like videos? It's kind of like, you know, Musical.ly a couple years ago. No, but I know what Vine uh, like is. Is it like Vine? Uh, it's like a, it's like a modern version of Vine with music, I guess. It's just vertical videos of people doing random things. I've seen some pretty bad content that I don't know why is popular on there, but that's just my personal opinion. Do they have, like, mental health communities and stuff on there? Like, do, 
Like, is it all silly, or do people yeah. post, like, serious stuff? Like, it's mostly jokes, but I think one issue with TikTok, as some people have brought up on Twitter as well, is that, like, its algorithm, it doesn't really tailor content for you. Like, if you, for example, if you look at mental health things, I don't think it just recommends only mental health, like, jokes to people who have been browsing mental health issues. Uh-huh. Like, jokes. So that's why a lot of people kind of criticize users who try to make mental health jokes or, like, really triggering, for example, eating disorder, just, I guess, content on there, because there's no way of keeping it hidden, I guess, from people who don't have the same issues, and then that could possibly trigger them or cause them to develop the same illnesses, which is a big issue with TikTok, I think. Yeah. Um, Have people ever contacted you to say they were triggered by your Instagram content? Um, someone told me they were triggered by the recovery thing, but... I mean, that's the biggest issue that I can think of with ED memes, or, like, mental health memes. Uh, I mean, that's the only argument I can really think of, is that some people might consider it triggering or like making light of a heavy topic you know yeah, just definitely. to play the devil's advocate uh what what it was your like rebuttal for that mm, i think like i personally for example on my account i try to avoid things with like posts with like specific numbers or just really triggering content or words be- or images because i just don't find that helpful at all yeah. um i think it's important to kind of stay generalized as well but also I guess it really does depend on how you look at it, because if you want to perceive everything you see on the internet as triggering, you could get triggered by everything. That's a good so point. So it really does depend on yourself as well, because um, I know it's like this eating disorder, it kind of messes with your mind or any mental illness as well. It makes you see things that aren't really like that bad, for example, but you kind of need to be the one to filter things as well, because you could everyone could get triggered by almost anything, yeah. but you just have to be there. You kind of have to stay strong on that front to make sure you don't, like, just get triggered by everything because it could get pretty upsetting, I guess, if you look at it that way. And I do agree with you, but, you know, with that logic, you could argue that, you know, nothing should ever need trigger warnings or ratings, you know, like, and that can be problematic, too. Like, yeah, do you, that's true. Like, do you use trigger warnings? Or, I mean, I guess your whole account is a trigger warning. In and yeah, itself, I, I have but... a trigger warning in my bio, but I guess my username, it has, like, calories, so I hope <laughs> people can just understand. Um, I mean, I totally agree with your statement. I'm just, like, trying yeah, to yeah, see I both guess. sides. It is still an issue, though, especially with something that's open to social media. It's hard to avoid. Yeah. Like, who knows? Someone might stumble upon this account and get triggered or just see something they feel uncomfortable with. Yeah, I mean, and ultimately, they don't have to follow you. Yeah. And I love that you do have the new account that's based on recovery. I think that's really good to show that you're not just making light of it, you know, you're also really serious about mental health. And um, I don't know, it's really good to see. Uh, Thank you. I just... I don't, know, I don't think I see that a lot, but I just feel like I would say memes are kind of funny and they're, they're kind of light and you can like feel less alone and all. But then the serious aspect you, you can't forget about either because it is still a life threatening disorder. People yeah. die from this. And I guess that's important. You yeah. can't just forget that. I mean, especially in your country where people don't talk about it as often, but it sounds like people I mean, people still struggle with it. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. I mean, the more you work to end the stigma the better and I I totally support what you're doing I think it's great I you know wish I knew more people like that when I was 16 (laughs) it's kind of weird most people like a lot of people online they assume like if I tell them to assume my age like they would kind of assume that I'm like a little bit older than I actually am yeah I don't know I guess it's kind of uncommon I truly believe age is just a number um that sounds really Mm -hmm. cheesy but (laughs) I I try not to judge people based on their age. Like, I've known people in their 50s that acted like they were 12. You know, it's... (laughs) I mean, I will say you you do seem older than 16. Like, I was kind of shook when you told me. I was like, damn. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Um, Thank you. I, I just really want... I just really hope I am making, like, a positive difference. Because that's just really important. We need people to actually make like speak up and just if you really believe in something or if you really want to make someone's life different or just help them or spread some message you can social media especially it's so convenient and like I don't see why if you really truly believe you want to help someone you don't say something about it because it's such an easy easily accessible platform out there for you and you could actually make a huge difference so if you really believe in something just start something just start a project 
whatever you want. Oh my god, I, yes, um, that's so inspirational. I, I was like <laughs> on the fence about this podcast forever, but finally, it got to the point where like it was driving me crazy not doing it. Oh, like when you're yeah. that passionate about something and you really want to talk about something that much, like it's more work, like not doing it. I feel like exactly like your podcast. It's also like so like it's just another one of these important projects that could actually make a huge difference, and I think it's really important as well. I hope so. It's just good to talk about it. You know, it's like it's cathartic for me, and I, I hope it does good for other people too. So. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Like it just help end the stigma, start the conversation, so people feel more comfortable. That's really important. Yeah. So, um, unless there's anything else you want to say, do you, would you like to tell people how to follow you online? I don't oh, know sure. why. So, I don't know why um, I said online, like <laughs> as opposed to real yeah, life. So, um, do you want to tell people how to follow you? Yeah. So I have these um, two eating disorder related accounts on Instagram. My meme account is at Kara K A R A and then K Kals K C A L S, and then the other account is Positive Recovering. So it's Positive. POSI and then recovering. You can follow both, or it's just one the Kara one is for memes, and then the recovering one is for recovery positivity content. So, yeah, I hope you find them helpful. Yeah, and the recovery one is pretty new, like you said, and you're accepting submissions from people, right? Yeah, definitely. I love getting DMs. Even if you, it's just you can share your story, or even if you just want to say something positive, like something motivating for, and then I could post that for you. And then people who like view my account can see it, and maybe you can make a huge difference in someone else's life. Just DM me. I love getting DMs from people. Yes, and um, I think you said this on your account. You don't even have to be in recovery if you just have like yes. a, a victory that you want to celebrate or like a little moment that's positive. I love that. Yes, definitely. That's. It's just it helps other people. Um, see like a small moment of happiness and positivity, and it also helps yourself. I think realize that. You know that one thing was pretty significant. It was pretty good. It's yeah. just really, it's just positive. I think, and that's so important. We could all use more positivity for sure. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> well, thank you so much for doing this. I had such a good time talking thank to you. you. So much. And you're, you're just a breath of fresh air, and you make me feel really positive about your generation. Really, <laughs> that sounds. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I, thank I'm you so for old. doing this whole podcasting as well. I, it's just really nice to be able to talk about this again. Yes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've actually. Except for, like, some live videos I've done. I haven't actually spoken about this issue, like, this much using my voice, like, it's in real really, life. Which it feels is good. Really, yeah, it's really freeing, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I say this every week, but if you have a mental health topic that you do want to talk about, you know, hit me up, DM me, and you can be a guest, too. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, not, it's actually really fun. You should do it, guys, if you actually want to say something. <laughs> yes, you heard it. You heard it from her. It's it's fun. <laughs> well, um, ha- I was gonna say have a good night, but I guess have a good day. And- <laughs> yeah, and you have a good night, I guess. <laughs> Thank you. All right, bye. Hey guys, um, it's me again, recording after the interview uh, with Caroline. Again. That was a wild ride that I did not listen to. You didn't to even yet. listen to it. Yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're still in my dad's office recording. Um. The reason we're doing an outro for this episode, which um, I normally don't do, but Caroline thought it was a good idea because of all the coronavirus stuff happening right now. A lot of people are really struggling mentally during this time. Like, I know um, if you have anxiety already, it's even worse right now because there's a lot of fear being spread and misinformation. So I just want to encourage you to get all your information from the CDC website. Agreed. The Center for Disease Control. They've been giving, I think, daily updates. Oh, hourly updates. I mean, I sign up for breaking news emails. Um, Mm -hmm. I get it from the Seattle Times, but um, I think you can also sign up on the CDC website and just get news as it comes out sent to your email. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's kind of been good for me because I don't have to worry if it's false information. And And please just be kind to each other, guys. Don't get into such paranoid that you're like every man for himself and... You kick your elderly neighbor to the curb who probably needs the hand sanitizer and toilet paper more than you do right now. That's very And you've specific. already got five <laughs> rolls and they've got zero. People are hoarding them over here and selling them. 
for a profit. Like, don't get me started on that. Yeah, that's what gets me heated. I mean, you gotta prepare. It's smart to prepare. But yeah, um, but there's some middle ground here. <laughs> be reasonable. You know, stay inside. Even if you feel like you're not at risk or you don't have symptoms, you could be infected and you could affect people who are vulnerable. So wash your hands. Practice social distancing. Uh, Like, Caroline, you're not going to the gym, right? I know, and I hate it, but it's right right now. Just because it's so easy to spread, and even if it's not fatal or even dangerous for a lot of, maybe even the vast majority of people, just the chance that someone could get it who it could be fatal or very detrimental for, I don't think it's worth the risk. Totally. And bringing it back to a mental health perspective, um, check in with your friends Um, I think it's a really important Mm -hmm. time to stay connected. Like, you can text your friends, call them. You don't have to meet them, you know. Yeah. We have technology, guys. You guys know how to use it. Um, Now's your time to shine. (laughs) Yeah, check in with your friends. And I don't know. That's about all I have to say. That's about it. Hang in there, guys. This is our outro. Yes. All right. I'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye. Bye.